Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Pass the Prosecco. Go ahead, get your drink of choice, and get ready to sip with me. Have some girl talk with me. I'm your host, Brandy Kimberly. I am a fashion blogger. You can find my blog at qbrandyk.com or Instagram at Pass the Prosecco blog. Check me out. I have lots of inspiring content, fashion ideas, lifestyle, and I also like to do reviews on places that I visit. I've been thinking about getting on my Instagram and doing a little update on my about me. So I'll do that here and I will also do a little story on my Instagram. I'll probably record that tomorrow. But um, basically, I like to share my heart, the things that I love mostly fashion, and places that I visit, like I stated, restaurants that I've tried, food that I enjoy. And if you ever travel to Georgetown or Austin, like check out these places that I recommend. Being on Instagram is pretty much a requirement for you to curate your content, and make it just like perfect, right? But for me, I like to do the minimal, you know, I don't like to curate it too much is what I'm trying to say. And I like to share more real life with you guys. So if I'm just quirky, that's what you're going to get. Um, nothing too filtered. If you follow me on my like to know it, you will get content firsthand. You'll get the things that I love right there before it even hits Instagram because that's where I post it first. So be sure to follow me on like to know it, Brandy underscore Kimberly. I know nothing is like consistent with me. Everything is like I got different names for everything. So I'm 39 years old today and I will be 40 in a few months. It's crazy thinking about how I'm entering that new era in my life. But I feel like I'm 35. I really feel a lot younger than what I am. I've been doing the blogging thing since 2015. So I've been doing it since I was like, I want to say 31, 32. And you can see all of my past content on my website. My IG handle though, it used to be K, and it got hacked in 2020. I've talked about that before. So I never got that account back. It was never recovered and I had to start all over again. So I used to have 10,000 followers, but since I had to start all over again, I took a different approach with Instagramming and I actually prefer a smaller following versus having that many followers because a lot of it was just like not authentic. Um, it was hard to engage with so many people and a lot of it was bots to be honest. And it wasn't like on purpose. I didn't like purposely buy bots or anything like that. I just participated in giveaways and I'm sure that's how I got them. But anyway, um, that could be another episode. You can kind of think of me as like a relatable girlfriend that you know that has great ideas for fashion. And if you're into that, getting ideas, then, you know, follow my account. You're going to get all the ideas over there. I do have a full-time career and I mention it a lot on the podcast. Outside of Instagram, I have to put a lot of my attention to 
my career in the army and I have to unplug a lot. So that does happen frequently, especially right now with my new job as an instructor. But I always come back and I deliver content when I do show up on Instagram. So I am, again, just a relatable girlfriend that you can share ideas with. And um, I have this podcast. It's just it's I'm not expecting it to like take off or be anything like big. But, you know, I have it because I'm enjoying it. Uh, Just something personal for me that involves you know, influencing and sharing fashion trends and the struggles of being an influencer on a different platform. But now that I've given you a little bit about me, let's talk about some of the topics for this week. I'm just going to jump right into them. Um, And one of them is if you are a Texas influencer or Illinois, apparently and I know this from experience because it's happening to me too, you cannot use Instagram filters anymore. The ones that alter your face in some kind of way, you can't use those. Um, It's a long story, and I'm getting along without them. Uh, It was kind of an adjustment for a little bit because, and I'll get into it, but... um, I was really sad that we could not use a lot of the filters anymore because, you know, like in a way I depended on them. Like whenever I didn't do my face or I just felt like I looked like a hot mess, which is a lot of the time, especially when I'm at work, it was just fun to throw on a filter Um, I felt like it was just polite to do it, too, because I didn't want anyone to see how crazy I looked. So it was polite to them as well. But um, and I would just share whatever was on my mind. I used to do a lot of my Instagram stories, like kind of just in real time and on the go. Um, I've kind of dialed back from that uh, this year. I haven't been doing that as much, but I used to do that a lot. So what happened to these filters? Why can't we use them? Apparently, Meta was being sued by Illinois and Texas for using these filters because they use face recognition in these filters. And if they're not giving their users courtesy, the option to opt into letting them use are biometrics, then it's kind of just like against the law to do that here from what I understand. So because Meta is just doing that without asking for permission, then Meta decided to go ahead and just pull the plug on these filters for Texas and Illinois. And I guess it really goes against Texas privacy laws But anyway, all of that's above my head. I mean, that's what I understand right now is just it went against privacy laws and Meta just said, screw it, we're taking the filters away. And it's supposed to be temporarily until they figure out a solution, until they put in that whole like, hey, you can opt into this or opt opt out and we have to give them permission to use our biometrics. So um, 
hey, I rely on filters. Again, anytime I jump on Instagram and I feel like I just, I'm not done up enough, I don't have my full face on, I like to just share life as I go. And I don't, I'm not always camera ready, but I'm aware of how dependent people can be on these face filters, especially because they could just be so extreme sometimes. Like the ones that I like, they only make subtle changes. Actually, one of the filters that I use the most is called subtle. (laughs) Um, But I do have like some that just kind of give you like a nice glow or tan or give you eyelashes Um, I'll use that sometimes or my favorite one, especially when I'm in uniform, I don't know why I always use the dog ears. It's just, it's fun and it just adds a little, I don't know, just cuteness to a very serious outfit that I'm wearing. Okay. I mean, I, it takes away from being professional. Like I understand, but you know, I'm not on there to sell you guys army or really talk about army, but that's just, that's another part of me that exists. And I just, you know, I want to bring like cute vibes to my Instagram. It's really hard to do when I'm all like serious and professional and army and everything. So I think that's why I really use that filter a lot. But there are also other filters that really make you look like a totally different person, which I've never been into because it's just like, okay, I don't want to, you know, really lie about who I am and what I look like. And you can tell that it's face altering and very fake. Like it could slim down your face. It can make your nose look smaller. It can uh, maybe make your eyes look bigger and it could just make you look like a child sometimes years younger. Um, I just can't get myself to use those filters, but, uh, back to the one that I use a lot, not the dog ear ones, but the one called subtle it's by Instagram. And I don't know why bugs crying. What's wrong? (laughs) She's been crying. So um, I like the subtle one because all it does is it smooths out your fine lines. It kind of gives you like that idea that you have Botox without using Botox. So it does kind of take away years from you, just, you know, a few. And it makes you feel like you're, I don't know, like you're wearing makeup even though you're not. So... That's why I really like that filter. It doesn't really like alter you too much. It just smooths you out a little bit. And again, I am aware of these face filters and how it can be an issue and how damaging it is to your confidence. And if more women are using these filters on Instagram, um, saying that that's their life, it kind of, it can make so many others feel insecure knowing that it's not their life while others are using these filters and it's making them feel, it's making them look more pretty and everything. And you try to show up unfiltered, it, you start to feel like you are not as pretty, but you need to understand so many other influencers use these filters. 
and it might show. I know it shows on mine. If you go into my highlights, you will see my favorite filter on my saved highlights is subtle because I just, that's my go-to one. I use it all the time. It makes me feel camera ready. Besides, um, I've said this on my stories, but, um, you know, so many women younger than me, like 10 years younger than me, they get Botox. So it's like, it's kind of hard to compete. And I wouldn't say like, I'm purposely trying to compete. Maybe I'm just trying to keep up if that's like a better way of phrasing it. But, you know, trying to fit in, I can't blend in if everybody is using filters and I'm the only one not. So I, I default to filters all the time. So with me being in Texas and them taking away the filters, you again, you could see that I use subtle a lot in my highlights. But I went to some well-known other bloggers and they don't use filters. Like I'm talking about like the mega bloggers. They don't use filters at all. Like if you go through the highlights, you don't see it. They actually just use a lot of natural lighting when they get on camera. And like I said, they all do Botox. So <laughs> I can't feel bad about myself for, you know, if I choose not to do Botox, um, that's, that's something that it's a ch- personal choice, which actually I'm going to get into that. But, um, and we talked about it last episode too, but I'm going to talk about it more. But yeah, I mean, if people are enhancing themselves, like that's amazing. That's great. I have that to feel like I need to catch up. I need to fit in and I like, it kind of gives me pressure that I need to do it, but, um, I still cannot pull the trigger on that. And I don't know what I'm waiting for, but I'm just, I don't think I'm ready. I'm pushing 40 this year and Botox is, uh, I think it's a huge decision. It shouldn't be taken lightly. Um, actually been talking about Botox a lot this past week with people that I know that I work with and, um, you know, with the filters now being gone, I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, is that what I'm supposed to do? Is like, you know, Botox just smooths out your face and makes you look more youthful. Um, one of the girls was telling me that she, this was her third dose that she was doing this weekend. And she was like, when I come back to work, you're going to see like your makeup just goes on better. It just smooths out those like wrinkles. Like she was, you know, her problem area was like the forehead and in between where the eyebrows meet. Um, and a little bit like under the, around the eye, like the, uh, the crow's feet, which is, I think that's like really my only problem area, but Um, you know, I wouldn't just go to any place to do that. I would want to go to like a actual medical spa somewhere where these people are professionals and they know what they're doing and they're going to make me look natural. Um, I also like somewhere where they do plastic surgery. So like, that's just like, they're, they're experts at all of this stuff. But I look at celebrities and I look at so many other influencers on Instagram and you see when they talk, when they make frowny 
faces and all that, when their faces like move, you can tell that there is Botox going on. And I, I don't know, I'm like, I don't know if I want that for myself. Um, so it makes me really nervous to think about it. Um, you can see like when they raise their eyebrows and even though like they're full of Botox on their forehead so that it like smooths out the lines, you can see like how their, their skin is stretching in a weird way because of the Botox. I don't want to look like that. I just don't like, I just want to be as natural as possible. Like maybe I aspire to age like Jennifer Aniston or Jennifer Lopez, but you know that they get work done. They have to get work done. But um, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough decision. So tough. And then I heard on a podcast that I actually love listening to, they were talking about Botox last week too. And they were saying that it actually destroys your natural collagen. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm hanging on by a thread with my collagen because I'm getting up there and I don't want it to destroy any collagen that I have. So that's why when girls get it, um, they have to get it again and again. So every four months, yeah, every four months, the girl that I was talking to, that's how often she has to go back and get it redone. But she said, once you get it done, you're, you know, plump, you're glowing. And I can understand that. I can understand wanting that for myself or wanting that, like someone wanting that for themselves. I'm not saying that I will never do it, although my husband doesn't want me to do it, but I'm saying that it is a huge decision, shouldn't be taken lightly. I should have, you know, all my homework done to do this and I should understand what's going to happen, how often I'm going to need it. Like I, you know, how can I get the most natural outcome of this? Like, I shouldn't go into it lightly. So I think maybe in the next three years, like I might give myself some time to just enjoy my natural collagen. And, I, and I'm 40, so I'm, again, far behind everybody else because millennials have been getting Botox since like their early 30s, late 20s. But back to the filters, um, I was listening to a YouTuber and she put out this YouTube about two years ago, so in 2020, and it was talking about how the younger generation, the Gen Zs, how they're struggling with selfie dysphoria and how it's just affecting them mentally and causing them to get plastic surgery and Botox at a very young age to make themselves look like Instagram filters. With this whole, you know, Texas not having filters anymore, it's just, I started to see how dependent I was on these filters and maybe it wasn't healthy. And it's actually okay for someone in my age bracket to, because I feel like I understand reality versus Instagram. Like I have a good grasp on that. 
versus someone much younger than I am who's very insecure, coming up in age, you know, they're not really aware of themselves yet, and they're making life-changing decisions based on an app or filters, and it's actually, it's terrible. I, I feel bad for them. All in all, yes, I miss the Texas filters, but maybe it is time for a change. Maybe I don't need to depend on these filters. I actually took the weekend to do more stories without these filters. The only ones that we're allowed to use are the ones, again, that don't use face recognition. And I found a couple that, like, they they filter in a way of, like, color. Like, they, they help with lighting. So I will use those, but I'm actually also trying not to use any at all. And then we'll just see how it goes. And I could definitely take some tips from these mega bloggers who don't use filters. Like it, it appears that they don't use them anymore. And just use some natural lighting and just be okay with who you are. Just show up. I'm going to embrace that. And it shouldn't be forever with these filters. Again, um, it was just until they get some kind of policy in place for the residents of Texas and Illinois to choose to give up their privacy so that they can use these filters that involve face recognition. Y'all, since I last did a podcast or any kind of blog, I got promoted and I achieved my basic instructor badge. So I had two wins for the month of May. It's been my month. I am excited. It's been great. We pick up again next week. I have a long weekend, so I'm making the most of it. I actually did a blog post today, and it dropped. It was about a restaurant that I went to out in Austin. Actually, it's a Sky Bar lounge. And it's called P6. I remember seeing one of my favorite Texas influencers posting about it. So I was like, I need I need to be there because the aesthetics were just so pretty. And it is gorgeous views. So be sure to check out my reel. I share that. And then check out my blog because I do a whole review. I'm not going to do the review here. Go check it out is Austin's an interesting place. I will say that. And I don't always get the opportunity to go out there. It's so far. Well, it's not that far, actually. Um, it's just uh, a lot of traffic and a lot of people. So it doesn't make the process of getting out there very fun. And I like to just stay in town, I guess, because there's a lot of cute stuff around me anyway here in Georgetown. Okay, so I do have something more serious to talk about. So I listen to the news consistently. Like I make myself aware of so many things that are going on. Uh, my my coworkers actually have been like talking about the shootings that have been happening this past week. I actually haven't looked into that because I've actually just been 
busy building content for the first time in a couple of weeks. In the news, they've been talking about shortages for it's been going on for months. Shortages because of the war, shortages because of COVID. Now, I don't want to get political with you guys because that's just that's not what I'm here for. But I was actually going to get on my stories and talk about this, something that does worry me. So baby formula being a shortage, like I do wonder how a lot of my friends are dealing with this. Um, I know one of them said that she's breastfeeding, so everything's fine. I haven't checked on my other friend, but I, I keep hearing that it's a huge issue. Something that occurred to me this morning was like, Diesel, and it wasn't the first time I heard about this shortage. Diesel is going to be short and it's going to rise in prices. And they were saying, if you think that it's not going to affect you, you're wrong. Because, you know, I kind of was sitting there thinking, like, oh, well, thank God I don't have a diesel truck. But, um, you know, I actually was thinking, well, what about the truck, the truckers, you know, the ones that ship our goods? They're going to get affected, which means we're going to get affected. So, he was saying, yeah, everybody is going to be affected nationwide. And he was just saying, you know, make sure you stock up. Just like the, the normal things that you hear, um, that you prep, basically. And I actually, for the first time, because I've been I mean, hearing about this for months, not just the diesel, but that, hey, shortages are coming. Famine is coming, but, you know, mostly third world countries are going to be affected by it. And um, when he said diesel is about to be like gone and limited, it's kind of scary. I mean, maybe I'm blowing it out of proportion. Maybe because the, the news always likes to cat- catastrophize things. So I do think about that. But at the same time, you know, like the news isn't going away. Like we just keep hearing about it. Kind of like when COVID hit. When COVID hit, I was following that like so closely. And I would pop on my stories on Instagram and talk about COVID nonstop. And I think people were tired of me scaring them. And um, it wasn't like part of our lives. It was like future us worries, but we didn't think there was anything to worry about. And then next thing you know, everybody was worried about it. Um, But I have my own thoughts on the whole pandemic and how it played out. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how maybe, like, is this something we should be worried about? Should we be worried about food shortages? Should we be stocking up on non-perishables? Like, everything that has happened since the year 2020, it's been like a downward downward spiral. I'm not here to recap it. I'm not going to recap it because you guys are living it with me. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And I always hope like, okay, you know, maybe we're going to be out of this mess, but then, you know, something else, something bigger is going to happen. And this is like the bigger thing that they keep saying that's going to happen that I actually went to the grocery store and this is where I'm getting to in this whole story. I actually went to the store and started um, buying like little non-perishable extra items here and there just in case because the news isn't going away. It just 
it sounds like it's just getting worse and worse. But yeah, that's the only serious thing that I wanted to talk about today. And kind of, I'm, t- I'm talking about it because I just want to be a friend. And if you're not aware, like do your own research, find out what's going on, and then kind of make that judgment for yourself. Like, should I be stocking up too? Um, that's all I wanted to do was just share about something that I'm aware of that's not too political or controversial, but, you know, like I want to help a friend out if I, you know, just in case you need the help because, you know, we just, it's uncertain, <laughs> uncertain times and um, it's exhausting. Another thing though, like if this comes to fruition with the whole shortages and famine and supply shortages, it kind of like makes you think like, what is the future for the fashion influencer? Because if people are more worried about, you know, feeding their baby or feeding their children or feeding themselves, like I'm pretty sure people are not going to be worried about clothes or like if shipment like Amazon purchases are not coming to you because of diesel shortages, like people are not going to want to purchase whatever you're trying to shill to them. If you're buying clothes at Target and you're trying to sell it to your friends, like, hey, I put this look together, you know, you can purchase it here at Target and they go to their Target and their Target doesn't even get shipment in it, like, or if shipment in, then it's like, it seems pointless. So I've been thinking about this today. What does it mean for influencers? Like if we go down this road that they say we're going to go down, what is it going to do to us? Should I pivot? Should I, you know, try to just maybe think of other ways to share fashion? Like I was seriously thinking about this, you know, because I spend so much money on clothes, not because, you know, I'm trying to sell them to you guys, but because I love fashion. I love having a new outfit. I love how a new outfit makes me feel. Sometimes I go a little overboard on some months, like maybe I should save my money. But other times, Um, you know, it's just like, Hey, I have extra money to play with and I'm going to buy this and this and this, and I'm going to share it with you guys. I have never intended on becoming like a mega fashion blogger. Like it's hard for me to do that anyway, because I have a career that I have to worry about. Like I said earlier, just put everything to the back burner because I have to focus on what I do in the army. But there are a lot of times where I buy things and it was like pretty pointless. Like there was no need for it in my life. I, you know, I could have saved money and maybe, you know, if if this whole like collapse happens, like they're saying it's going to happen, maybe I should look to like how how you can repurpose outfits how you can take like your basic items and make it relevant to today's style because I don't see how, if we're going to go down this road, 
how I can sustain this kind of lifestyle. Like, I don't know how anyone could. And I'm sure it's going to affect the small bloggers first. Um, and then, you know, kind of trickle its way up to the mega bloggers who I swear to God, a lot of them own, I don't even know, like this one blogger that I really, really love following. I mean, she has like, she has like 30 items every month. Like that's, I mean, you can imagine how big her wardrobe is just full of stuff that she probably would never use. And it's not obtainable. It's not relatable to me. Like I, I could not like, even now looking around at my wardrobe, I feel like I have too much stuff, but it's like years and years of stuff that I've accumulated. And in this spring alone, I did accumulate too much stuff. Like I did buy too much stuff this season. A lot of it was from Chic Wish. I have beautiful outfits from Chic Wish. And I'm just thinking that maybe if we go down this road again, you know, I just need to look at blogging in a different way that's more relatable to the average girl because guess what? I'm I'm the average girl too. But I don't know what the future holds, and all we can do is just wait and see, right? Just prepare. So speaking of not shilling so much, I will share a glass of inspo with you guys. So I've been eyeing a Chanel bag for as long as I can remember. Like, I just think it's so chic, so classic, so pretty. I have a a Chanel-inspired bag that I got from the Red Dress Boutique years ago. I want to say like three years ago. And it's like that quilted material with the, sh- the chain. Very pretty. And I actually have it on like one of my reels, my recent reels. So I still like sport the bag, but it's definitely not my favorite bag. Um, And I decided to go ahead and get something that's more like within my means and reward myself for one, getting promoted two, uh, getting my basic instructor badge. And I bought a Tory Burch bag that kind of like looks like a Chanel bag. Really elegant. A cream color one. It's called the Kira Chevron convertible shoulder bag. And it was like $600. So very, very steep in price, but um, way cheaper than a Chanel bag would be. And just as cute, and I love Tory Burch. I don't own enough Tory Burch. Like, I have the sandals, the Miller sandals. I have a couple of the earring studs. I have, like, the pearl ones and the the Tory Burch emblem ones. And I have three Tory Burch bags that I've gotten all from the Nordstrom Anniversary sale of the past. And now I'm going to get this really cute chevron quilted bag that it's just I'm excited for it 
It's so pretty and it's going to go with so many of my outfits and it's just going to kind of elevate my look a little bit without like really breaking the bank. Um, I should put away money for a, a um, Chanel bag, but it's going to be, it's going to take some time to save up for that one. It will happen one day, but not now. I also want to share some sandals that I recently got that they just look so classy and I just a little preppy, but very classy. And they're the Sam Edelman, the Sam Edelman NZ slide sandals. And I got those at Nordstrom. Um, they are like over a hundred dollars, but I love the buckle on them. They have like this tortoiseshell buckle on them. Very cute. And elegant for any look. It just I think that they would elevate any outfit. So I will share those with you guys in my stories um, tomorrow when I launch this podcast. But um, yeah, it was a nice talk. I know it was a little more serious this time. And it's not going to be like that all the time. It's just that you know, like whoa, things have just been happening around lately. You know, with the whole. Instagram taking away filters and just life and you know world events that are or world problems that are happening and you just really can't get away from them but um, I don't always talk about them I, I don't share them at all for the most part but I feel like when it's not controversial and when it might help you out I will jump in and say something from time to time. So hopefully I can get on next week and do another podcast, but we'll see if I have time. But until then, I will talk to you guys later. Cheers. Cheers.